0: So you're about to start in commercial real estate and you have $500,000 as a deposit. But what should you use it for? Should you go into a, a managed fund, invest a deal, JV with someone else? Or should you just buy something on your own? But if you buy something on your own, what should you do? Should you be buy something in a metro area where you're focused on growth? Should you be buying something in... A regional area. Or better still, should you split that $500,000 deposit into two $250,000 deposits? And by two, what is your choice? And what is the best way to go forward when you're building a portfolio? Join me in this podcast and let me share with you how I think and how I would build out a portfolio. I'll give you three major options on what you should do. Welcome to another episode of Commercial Property Roadshow. You're here with Helen Tarrant. And today I'm actually going to talk about what do you do when you have $500,000? I get asked this question all the time because I specialize in designing commercial property portfolios, actually any kind of portfolio, so we get long-term gains, right? So building a portfolio is a step-by-step process. Uh, while property might be a numbers game, certainly designing portfolio strategy is not. And without the strategy, the numbers mean nothing, right? How do you know whether you should make $20,000 in passive income, $10,000, fifty thousand dollars, what works for you? The risk versus reward, right? So it is all about what you should do with your money in this current market, right? And you know, we see a lot of trends out there. People are buying NDIS properties, they want to go to boarding houses, they want to multi-tenancies, they want to do uplifts, uh, they might be doing splitters, whatever it is, right? So how do you invest your five hundred thousand or should you just put it into a property fund? Like what don't what do you do, right? So going forward we got to look at how is the best way for you to utilize that 500k a lot of people think that 500k should be split up into two different properties and we'll share with you why or why not in this video if you had 500k right now as a deposit let's say that may be a redraw or equity or it could be cash either way and let's look at two circumstances one if you are not able to service, which means that you are now having to go for a lease stock loan, 65% LVR, means 35% in deposit, 5% cost. If you're buying Queensland, New South Wales, and Victoria, a little bit more in Victoria because their stamp duty is a bit higher. So that means that at $500,000, you can buy 1.25 million if you're buying those states. If you're buying the ACT or South Australia where there's no stamp duty, it goes a little bit higher. You probably add an extra 100,000 onto there. So it's more like 1.35 million. Now the decision is, what do you buy? Should you buy two at 600000 Should you buy one at $1.25? Should you split it around the states? Should you do an uplift? What should you do? Now, obviously, every circumstance is different, and your unique circumstance will need to be assessed by myself or my team, or my colleagues, to work out the strategy behind it. But ultimately, we're in this market where the most popular is somewhere between 800 to $1.2. And most people make the mistake of going backwards, where they have... A deposit, and they go, you know what? I'm just gonna be conservative and I'm gonna buy a six to seven hundred thousand dollar property. What that means is that all of a sudden you are in red ocean. You are competing with everyone else who have 200K, 250K and buying at the same level. Your returns are gonna compress, your capital growth is gonna compress, your stock is limited in the market, and really what happens now is that you're not getting the benefit. Of moving forward in your portfolio one of the things to consider is this firstly the way to split it up is to go the maximum for your buck for the value of the property so for example you go and buy an eight hundred thousand dollar property if you want to do it this way and regional right you've got a regional where there's a chance where you might still be able to get a freestanding property between eight to nine hundred thousand and then you might still have to wait a little bit and you get eight to nine hundred thousand yielding at seven percent or a bit above seven percent in a regional town, right? That foundation gives you the cash flow foundation, right? You won't have as much growth as a metro property. But unless leads you to hold the property on 100% finance, when I say 100% finance, I mean that the deposit actually came from a redraw out of one of your residential properties or, other, or another commercial, or it came out of a home loan that you get against the house. So you have to pay interest on it, right? And allows, 7% allows you in this current market to pay the interest on both loans, on the deposit, as well as on the commercial loan, and also have a little bit left over. That gives you some flow stability. So allows you to hold and go for the long-term, allows you to keep buy. Then you use the rest of it, which might be four or five hundred thousand, and you go into Metro and you buy something smaller. Look, you do have to wait a bit for that, but you could buy a small retail shop or a small office space, right? And that gives you the best of both worlds. It allows you to buy in regional in a different state to where you would buy in another state. So let's say that you are going to go to regional in Queensland and you're going to buy a freestanding building. Then you might want to go to Victoria, South Australia, or New South Wales, may probably Metro, and buy an office or a retail space, right? And vice versa. And what you would do there is that is your growth hold. So you might buy in at 6%, and all of a sudden you might be negative a little bit in this current market where the, the interest rate is trending about 6.4% right now on a lease stock loan. So you'll find that the commercial property that's in regional will support. Your metro property that you buy for four or five hundred thousand—that negative, you'll support it. Together, it's neutral, and allows you to do the growth and the cash flow together. When the interest rate turns and drops, what you'll have is you'll have positive five to seven thousand dollars on your metro, and you'll be positive ten to fifteen thousand dollars on your regional. And this way, you have in twelve months to eighteen months time, somewhere around twenty thousand dollars in positive cash flow after you service all the debt. Then you also have the growth component that is supported by the metro property against your regional, right? That is an option, right? It's going to be a little bit more expensive for you to get in in terms of legals twice, stamp duty in different states, your buyer's agency fees, just your due diligence, all of those things is going to be a little bit more expensive, but that is the outcome. That's number one. Number two, if you are using cash and if you are really good at generating new deposits or that you're in a business of your own and you are looking at building that portfolio over let's say a five or seven year period and you can accumulate deposits a bit faster and you do have the cash flow, I would take that 1.25 million and stick it into a metro property. And I know that this sounds crazy that you might be a little bit negative on a metro property but let me show you why. So this recent property that we did in Molandina in the Gold Coast, and we'll find something similar to that. There's some other similar properties to that. And there's ones we're doing like a little ground floor office with like a psychology tenant in there in Brisbane, like key areas of Brisbane that has some growth. That property is about $1.2 Now... Yes, and at the moment, it's a neutral plus a little bit negative. So you're probably 50 bucks negative, right? And you might go, I don't want a negative commercial property. But listen to this. It's only negative now when the interest rate being at 6.4% and you bought in at 6%, right? Remember when it used to trend for at 3%, percent or at 6% and now, right? So for example, in an area like Gold Coast, that's at 5.5% before the interest rate starts to go up and still staying at 5.5%, even with the interest rate at 6%, and now at 6.5% almost, they're still trading at 5.5%, getting it at 6 you have to isolate the interest rate away from the property deal. The property itself is still above market in the purchase, like you're still ahead of market when you bought it, right? Which means that as soon as interest rate drops, the return in that area, the yield will compress again because there'll be a flurry of people coming back in, the demand will soar and you end up being 5% and you get an instant capital growth on it, right? So that in two years time, even though you're holding out negative and that might be 50 bucks right now um, a week, plus, you know, maybe 100 bucks by the time we hit 7% or 7.5%, ultimately the gain of it, maybe a potentially a 10% gain or more on the back end means that you're gonna pick up $120,000 on a negative of five grand or ten grand, right? And it still is a good deal, right? And that's what I would say if you're trying to move your portfolio forward, if you're still working and the cash flow of five or $10,000, not gonna make a huge difference right now. That's what I think number two. Number three, if you are really strapped with your cash flow, let's say you have residential properties and they're negative. Your residential property is negative and you're going, well, what do I do? My residential property is negative right now. I don't know what to do with that negative residential property. Well, number three option for you is to take the $1.25 million at the 500 k and stick it all into regional, right? Into regional and you will buy in a large regional town. So large regional towns are going to be Albury, Wodongas, Wagga's It's going to be somewhere near Warrnambool. It's going to be at Townsville, Rockhampton, uh, Mackay. Be careful, Rocky. of oh, Mackay, somewhere in Cairns, uh, Bundaberg, areas like that. Right. And obviously there's other larger towns around. Right. But you stick it into areas like that and you are going to get the biggest bang for your buck in terms of value. Freestanding building, multiple tenants, one tenant leaves, you still have an option of the other tenant. Then you have a possibility to tweak rents. So let's say you tweak the rents, it goes up a little bit, then you end up with more cash flow. A little bit of a tweak, you're not looking for something that you're fully, you know, knocking down, refurbishing and, and putting new tenants in. You're looking for something that allows you a little tweak, maybe one tenancy out of the three or four that you might buy in the multi-tenancy that's underpaying or about to leave on a short lease that you can put in a new tenant, do a refurbish, increase the rent on it. That is what you're looking to do. You put it in there. It takes you seven percent, then and a half. Tweak it again, or maybe year two, bring it up to eight percent plus rental increases. You're probably going to get over eight percent. All of a sudden, you have a lot of cash flow. When the interest rate changes from six and a half percent to five and a half percent, you're clearing twenty five to thirty five thousand dollars in cash flow. That is your cash flow dry. Are still safe in a large regional town. You got your cash flow. And what else you do is you take that cash flow and you plug the hole that you're in residential and you support your residential property so you can get to the hump on the other side where you get the growth out of your residential property, you use then the cash flow from your commercial, pull out the money, more equity from your residential and you go again. So there's three ways you can use your $500,000. One, split it up, metro and regional, right? And you do have to wait for that strategy. It will take 12 months to implement that strategy. Two, Stick it into metro areas that you can always buy ahead of the market by at least half a percent, and that only happens if you are going to be buying in metro at a yield that is going to be slightly negative. Three, you're going to stick it all in regional where you are going to use that money and it's going to support you and your residential property portfolio so you can go again as soon as the rate drops, right? So three options, three really good options. But of course, we have to dissect it further to look at the criteria of the property. So we can't just buy anything in regional. It's got to make sense where you buy regional right you can't buy anything and again you can't buy anything in metro you've got to make sure that there's history buying above market and when you split a property up you've got to have strategy right and that's what we do strategy 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 unicorn commercial property make sure if this is important to you hit the bell subscribe join one of our events email us look at those three strategies for you and work out which one's best for your situation in terms of growing it and accelerating your portfolio in the next three to five years and also what will give you the good balance, make your property portfolio really accelerate, right? So Helen at helen.unicorn.com.au can share with you what happens if you only had 250000 if you want to invest in self-managed super fund with that money, all of the things, I'm going to be releasing a whole series on this, so make sure you do tune in. And I want to share with you also one more thing that we have a challenge coming up, so look out in our social media, do join our, one of the challenges so we can spend more time together. Well, I hope you've enjoyed that. That's all about how you should move forward when you have 500K. Now, everyone's different. Everyone has individual circumstances. Sometimes you think it's a good idea to invest in regional. Sometimes it's a good idea to invest in metro. Now, your individual circumstances are going to be different from someone else's. So the best way to actually move forward with your commercial property strategy and portfolio is to start out with a strategy session with, with the team in Unicorn. Here, we can build out the pathway for you. We can show you what cash flow you need, what growth you need to actually expand accelerate. So it's not about just surviving and buying something that is going to work, but something that is going to keep you on track, not only for the first one, but for all of the ones to move forward on right? That means that your first deal is going to accelerate the purchase of your second deal and so on and so forth. And that's why it's important to learn more about commercial property, build the right strategy so that when you execute, you can go faster. So you can leapfrog into the next deal and the next deal. So reach out to us, Helen at unicorn.com.au, unicorn.com.au, Helen Tarrant, Google me, find out lots about me, join us for the next event.